dead deer boys. Welcome back to the 573 Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Ebers, and on today's episode, we're switching things up a little bit. We have been doing a lot of hunting educational podcast episodes, and that's all good and fun, and we enjoy teaching you guys uh, about hunting and hearing from experts about their experiences and their tactics hunting. But now, we're going to have a few more laid-back episodes. So we're starting a series. It's called Barstool Buck Strategies. And basically, I'm sitting down with some new faces of the 573, Nick Scott, Austin Carter, and Casey Kimry. And we're going to talk about our season. And we're going to update you guys throughout the season doing some of these episodes. And it's kind of like a, a BS session. Um, having some good fun conversation listener discretion advised though we do we will be uh, cussing a little bit more on these episodes but all in all good fun conversation and uh, we love talking about deer we're going to be talking in this episode about our upcoming season goals and our our opening day plans and then uh, some of our season plans um, throughout the year but uh I hope you guys enjoy it, and it's kind of a new thing that we're trying to do, so we'll see how it goes, but uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. Well, guys, it's uh, the night before opening day here in Missouri, and uh, I don't know about you, but this is a moment that I wait for all year round. Once uh, January 15th hits... I'm always thinking about September 15th, and uh, here we are on uh, opening day eve. Yeah, yeah. You guys got any bucks locked down? I uh, got some some smokers. We're sitting here at my house, and less than 150 yards from here, I got a camera that's been pretty hot. So, uh, hell yeah. We'll see. I need to. I was gonna check it tonight. Kind of ran out of time, but uh, there's been a couple hogs back there hanging out. So uh, hopefully they're. I don't know if they'll show up in daylight. I know that I had one buck that would come all summer, and then he would, like, kind of disappear, and then he would show up in November religiously, like the first week of November. Uh, so, Well, before we spill the beans on all of our good hunting spots here, uh, why don't we uh, introduce the room? Um, obviously, I'm the host, Stephen, and uh, we can just put a voice with a name. Hey, it's uh, Casey Kimry. Uh, Austin Carter. Uh, Nick Scott. And we're going to be doing a, a little bit uh, something different, a little bit more laid back type of podcast. We've been on the more educational side of the hunting here in the last, I mean, year. And we will continue to do that, but I think that every now and then it needs to be a little laid back. So we've come up with this series, and uh, it's the Barstool Buck Strategies. And basically, I like it. Just, uh, like you it like it? Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Appreciate pick, it. Pick yeah, I just came up with that, you know? <laughs> Steven wants to do bar school bucks. Yeah, I like I'm it. drinking man. water. Hey, well, maybe when I, after your 75-day firm is over, uh, we'll, uh, we'll get you back on the water. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, we're starting off strong here. <laughs> Basically, uh, we're going to try to be a little more laid back, less formal, um, we might educate you. I don't know. I wouldn't count on it. But um, we're basically going to talk about how our season's doing. 
So, uh, for instance, it's the night before opening day. So, we're going to kind of talk about our, our season plans this year and, uh, you know, how we're going to attack the early season a little bit, um, what we've been doing to prepare for this moment, you know, just stuff like that. Nothing, uh, you know, just maybe we're not hunting on opening day. You know, we're going to find that out in this episode. But because I haven't talked to these guys about it, I don't know. I don't know what, what's up their sleeve, but that's what we're doing. And we plan on doing this throughout the season, just kind of giving updates on how our season's going, kind of telling a little bit of a story uh, of, you know, how the season goes and how we end up. And if we kill any deer, then, hell, we'll talk about that too. Putting a lot of pressure on us, Steve. <laughs> hey, no pressure. This is a, a no-pressure zone. I know that you got that water, H2O. But if you're drinking on one of these bush lights, then uh, you don't feel no pressure. <laughs> I'm talking about the killing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Could well, an awfully boring yeah. podcast on February or January 15th. Well, we talked Still about all, these, get it all these great ideas and nobody killed them. Well, the well, great thing about that is they can go back and be like, well, we don't want to take anything from that September yeah. the 14th podcast. <laughs> right, yeah. guys. If you're going to learn anything from us, it's maybe what not to do. All lies. They can go. sure talk a big talk. But. There you go. Yeah, and, speaking of things not to do, I got a brand new release today in the mail. <laughs> Might hunt with it tomorrow. I don't that, know yet. That sounds like a case. <laughs> Never shot with it. Just gonna. I shot with it tonight. Yeah. 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 What Six kind of release did you get? A Scott. Hey, hey that's what I've got. Casey, that's Casey Kimry fashion right there. Yeah, that's what I thought. I Always like, changing stuff perfect. up. Yeah. When we when we left, well, I think it was like two days before we left last year for colorado i was like well my bow's not side in i got new arrows i'm playing around <laughs> switched everything up like three days before i'm like all right cool let's fucking go with it yeah hey, sometimes you gotta do that yeah. man I, here i am though i don't know about you guys but for me i, I stick with my equipment for the last five years yeah i just been man. whatever works i run yeah i got a new yeah. bow but last year but i haven't messed with it since i got it sided in kind of like when it's when, when it's, it's there, there just yeah don't touch it yeah, yeah. yeah but to make a point for that, Carter, you got all that new gear, and what, three days later, you had 143-inch yeah. mule deer on the ground? Yeah, opening, worked out pretty good. Or the first day we were there, not opening day, so, the first day we were in Colorado. New gear just gets you the big mule deer, uh-huh. huh? Yeah. Maybe. No, it didn't work for me. <laughs> look, look good. Shoot maybe it'll good. work for you tomorrow, though. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. So you're going to hear uh, a lot more from uh, Austin Carter, Nick Scott, mm-hmm. and Casey Kimry. They're kind of the new faces uh, of the 573. They're going to be doing a lot of podcasts. I know Casey... He's taken up a little bit of the, the video side for the 573. He's going to be doing a lot of vlogs this season. Uh, kind of tell us about that, Casey, kind of how you got into it, what you're running. Um, yeah, I mean, I've always liked, you know, the cameras. and the. i actually been on hunts before where guys were like, man, stop taking pictures, you know, because <laughs> I'm that guy that's always taking pictures. At least you guys know it, too. I like, I like the picture aspect. I like the video aspect, too. It's just not something I've never really gotten into, but... Um, I'm actually just going to be using my phone um, for a lot of this. Um, I had a I had a lens on one of my old phones, and I really liked the way that worked. And that was on an older iPhone, and so um, I bought a new case with a uh, with a new lens for my phone. And you know these new phones got they got really good. Uh, I mean, you're basically carrying around a small DSLR in your pocket. Um, you know, kinda not to the full extent of the the bigger DSLRs, but they can do a lot of things and they take really good pictures. I've uh, I've heard from a few people you're better off um, instead of buying a point and shoot camera if you're going to spend six or seven hundred bucks on that you might as well not even do it. Just use your phone, you know that kind of thing. 
So, yeah, I got a camera arm <laughs> I bought for 20 bucks on Amazon. It, it came in the mail today, too, so that's going to be fun setting up tomorrow. Compatible with a phone? Yep, compatible with my phone. Heck yeah. Well, the, the case and the lens that I bought for my phone is, you know, it works with just about any tripod. It's got, um, it's got some different um, thread sizes for mounting and stuff. So, yeah, it works out great. I had it on my tripod the other day. And uh, took some pictures and did some things, just messing around with it, trying to learn it. So, when you say you got a ca- a lens for your camera, mm-hmm. you have a phone case that you put your camera in. It's going to magnify it like binoculars. Yes, I didn't buy. A, I didn't buy a. Um, what do they call them? Like a telescopic lens, basically. I didn't buy like a zoom lens. I bought a what's called an anamorphic lens. It's more for like video filming and stuff. Okay. Um, but I can actually buy, with this case, I can actually buy, um, I'm going to botch this, but I think it's a depth of field adapter. And I can put um, Canon EF style lenses onto the end of my phone so I can buy like a 200 by 600 lens. You know, a big zoom lens that like, you know, a lot of the photographers in the industry use. And I can attach that right to the front of my phone. I have the same lens capability as they have. I don't have as many megapixels through my phone as they have on a DSLR, but you know, hmm. still get reasonably good shots with that. I I feel like I had no idea that yeah, that, that no was idea. an option. Yeah. But you're talking about you do take a lot of fucking pictures. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but when we come back from a trip, yeah. and I'm like, well, I didn't take shit for pictures, but I'm gonna get on Casey's Instagram <laughs> and share them or. Screenshot them. Yeah. Here's Casey. Air, it, it's, you know. me these 300 photos you took. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said, send me pictures of my mule deer. And you've uh, airdropped me 168 a or something. And I'm yeah. like, holy shit. But, yeah. I mean, that we may never do that again in our lives. And yeah, you got the whole from, yeah. from me emotionally walking up on this deer to... Us all, you know, we get the whole. It was like a time lapse almost of, right. and it that that's cool to think back. One day we're gonna be old, and and yeah. photos are all we'll have. So that's cool. So yeah, I'm gonna try some filming this year, and like uh, Steven said, I'm gonna try doing some vlogs. Um, I guess I sent him a few. He didn't think they were too bad, so we'll see about those. Did you switch it up or something on that second one? Like, is that, that when you the use new, the that lens? That was with the new anamorphic Ooh. lens. Yeah, yeah. Looks so a lot better, doesn't it? I mean, I posted that first one today. Oh, you did uh, on the YouTube. Realize. Yep, and then uh, tomorrow I'll be posting the the uh, the one that you sent me last night. Cool. And cool. Uh, that one is definitely a lot more clear. I know it's last light conditions, but yeah, it looked yeah. really it a is. lot clearer than it, the first that one. That thing gains light really good too. I was really surprised at that lens. It, you know, because it was it was late when I took that last one. That one I sent you last night. So yeah, that's a uh, you know I'm thinking about getting a drone, trying to do some things with that. Um, been looking at them pretty hard the last couple of days. Got a little cash set away for some, for one. So, trying to decide what I what I want to go with. But yeah, yeah. Really I mean, it's a, it. it's one of those things that I'm not tech savvy by any means, but I'm slowly figuring it out. It's a learning process, you mm-hmm. know. And just the more you do it, you start to just learn it. You're forcing yourself yeah. to learn it. Yeah. But enough boring camera talk. We need to be talking about big bucks, <laughs> there right? You go. There Everybody you go. got big bucks lined up for opening day. Yeah? yeah. Well, uh, I guess we should start with uh, plans. We'll start with you, Austin. Leading up to the season, what have you been doing to try to get ready for the season? So I got like super – I sat in the cabin. I can trap until January. And then I sat at home, and I'm like – my brain is just stirring about what I'm going to do as soon as it quits 
uh, being shitty weather. <laughs> so um, I think Casey talked about it on one of the last podcasts. Uh, my clover plots are kind of my my baby. I don't know. Some people are like clover's not that great. I like looking at a lush green clover field while I'm hunting. So pretty well my season starts as soon as trapping season ends and I get all my clover in and then when the ground kind of warms up I put in a bunch of uh, like I did a bunch of mixed uh, stuff this year I did like uh, beans beans milo millet uh, sunflowers um, kind of did that blend for my food plots instead of just beans or just milo is what I've been doing kind of alternating plots I put it all Kind of did a mix this year, and there's something in that mix I'm forgetting, uh, but we made up. And then I, uh, I also added a bunch of uh, screen to my plots this year to kind of make a little honey hole instead of hunting like a big open field. I'm trying to more like a staging plot. Yeah, instead of hunting their whole house, I'm trying to really make it just one room, you know, boxing them in, uh, but making them feel a lot more comfortable just because of my location here i'm so close to my house and we got farmers coming in and out just making it a little honey hole back there so i did that and then i got all my stands uh hung and prepped uh, and then i kind of was forgot about them you know i'm ready for deer season but it's way early in the year um, and then we did a lot of 3d shooting this year to kind of stay up to snuff on shooting yeah and i heard then, you had a pretty good shoot there a couple weeks ago yeah <laughs> we did pretty good in moberly it was uh Showing out one of those days, Carter, yeah. I, I really like your analogy there, too. You know, you hear everybody talk about like wanting to kill a deer in the bedroom, and you're like, Well, it's one room in the house, but the, the room for you is the kitchen. <laughs> I like that, yeah. So kill I, ain't in the hunt, kitchen. I ain't trying to hunt the whole house, I'm trying to hunt one room, yeah. Got yeah. the kitchen for him in here. Well, and I do have food down there, like I said, I got clover and I've got uh beans, and I don't want to get off on a rabbit hole for talking about food plots. But my strategy is if you're sitting here with us tonight. I've got like three miles of wide open fields one way. This way, you know, to the north has got a big draw, and there's more wide open fields. And then the county road here to our south has got a big block of timber that may or may not pull deer out of there. But if I can make just a little spot that gives them cover all year long, then I'm they're one of, in my eyes, they would be here more than when they go cutting the beans and everything they got to have somewhere to go so hopefully get, get a place for the does to kind of yeah feel comfortable at and stay there and that i feel like that's a good good yeah. strategy to pull a pull a buck in yeah i wouldn't say like i mentioned earlier i've got some bucks that show up on camera but if i get does that just here all the time hopefully that works out so are you setting up for for more pre-rut rut time or you think you got something on the list for early season this year man i kind of I've, I've got that turnip plot I mentioned uh, that's that's been my dream forever I've got a half acre of turnips and radishes and wheat down there that's looking awesome so green browse right now they're probably going to be hitting it here before too long and then late season that should be awesome uh, clover I like to think they are they're in that clover pretty often uh, and then the beans so I kind of got a little bit of everything for an all year hunt uh, but in the last few years uh, obviously the rut was really good and then I didn't do too much late season honey last year um, but when I would go back there to look or pull a camera card they were when we had that big snow they were literally pawed up huge like 10 by 10 circles in my clover plot where they were just wow hammering the clover so then I'm like well we better do a little late season hunting 
Uh, so I would, even if I didn't hunt in the evenings, I would just get home and, and go set in the shed. I can overlook everything, and there were deer coming out in it for late season. So nice, kind of get a whole little observation sit right on the shop, huh? Oh yeah, it's 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 inconvenient that you're driving around and you got a dog barking in your yard and you're deer that close, but it's also super convenient if I need to come home and mow clover or spray it out or or put in a food plot in 10 minutes i don't have to haul anything anywhere kind of used to people presence too it sounds like yeah a little uh, bit and i like to think uh i, sh- I was gonna if it wasn't dark go kind of show you guys just because i like showing it off um it's got a that screen came up really good so hopefully that works out uh, and that's all here we've got we did a bunch of other work up north where i hunt with luther and brady and those guys and uh we did a lot of a lot of land management stuff up there trying to draw deer in and just make that property better too so well who all's planning on hunting tomorrow if i get off work in time i will yeah me for sure i'm off yeah. work you <laughs> took off work casey yeah i'm off work tomorrow. oh really huh. yeah okay yeah, so I'm why'd on. you do that <laughs> I, I talked enough <laughs> why are we off work tomorrow casey you gonna go shoot a bit <laughs> i hope so i hope so yeah uh yeah that's did, the plan did you go look for him tonight i did not go look for him tonight i, I was running late here i was actually going to and i was like you know what, Casey, it doesn't really matter where he's at tonight. You need to know where he's at tomorrow morning. So my thought is to get up, you know, um, feed the baby. I got to do that early and then head out the door, try and be out there before first light. And hopefully I can see him going into a bed. But, you know, they kind of, the weather hadn't really switched, but it's it's almost better. It's almost better because um, it's an east wind. Is what they're calling for tomorrow now, predominantly mm-hmm. east with a little yeah. bit of northeast in it. It's light, though. It's, it's very real light. light. It makes me worry light. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that kind of stinks. Um, but my thought is I've seen him bed in two spots on this wood draw. And if I got a little bit of east wind, even if it's just a little to carry my scent there, because what happens with this property is the good thing about it, too, like you're talking about deer getting used to human pressure out here at Austin's. Uh, this tree line literally bumps to a guy's house. He's got three or four kids. And literally when I'm out there scouting for this deer, kids are running around, they're yelling, they're hooping and hollering. Uh, when I watched him step up out of the one bed, the one night he come walking out in the field, and I hear those kids yelling, and he's kind of stopped. And he turned his head back towards them, just kind of looked for a second, and went on about his business. And, I mean, he was probably bedded 80 yards from where they mow their grass, you know, so... I mean, I bet he deals with it all the time, and it's kind of got me wondering if a little bit of human scent is probably not going to affect him real bad. Yeah, Yeah. I guess it depends on how far you you uh, you go in in the morning. All right, are you going in in the morning? I'm not hunting in the morning. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit. I'm gonna sit from the outside and watch the bean field. See if I can't see him creeping back into one of the draws off that field. Um, There's a couple little just like notch. It's like a main wood draw. And a couple little bump outs. There's four bump outs. And um, most every day he's bedded in one or the other. Either the the first one, which is like closest to this like house and this piece of this other like shop. And then the other one is the third bump out down this line. So them are the two I've seen him bed in. 50-50, that's not bad odds. No, not it's bad. And the, and the wood draw runs north and south. So if you got an east wind which blows back towards that house I'm talking about with those kids and everything, I mean... It, I mean, if you had an east wind, if it was five mile an hour, if you can get five mile an hour tomorrow, it, it's going to be perfect. Because you could come in right through the, there's like a little grass waterway, walk down in, get in that tree line in between those two beds, you know, if you're in the middle. 
as long as he's there, you know. <laughs> oh, man, I hope he is for <laughs> you. That would be too. a hell of a way to start off the season. Oh, man. Yeah. And he'll he's be right t- back at doing another podcast. Yeah, no, no <laughs> kidding. He's a, t- a- he's a tank, too, man. I mean, his he I look at him a lot in the pictures and videos I've got, and um, he has not got a huge body on him. And, Better passing. You know, no, neg- <laughs> negative. He's another year. Know, I, 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 <laughs> When you lease ground and stuff like I do, you just it might never you might not even get a chance to hunt that deer next year. So yeah. that's the way I look at it. If I'm happy with him, I'm taking. Absolutely. So, did you go down and like prep a tree and get it like your ideal spot, or you just um, not really? I didn't want to be in there cutting branches because it's not much real estate there where he beds. It's a skinny wood draw, and um, man, I feel like I've had a lot of luck in skinny wood draws over the years, really. But. Um, yeah, I just didn't want to do too much messing around. I did spot some spots where I can get probably like one or two sticks high and have like clear open shooting lanes without trimming anything right to the field. You know, where he walked by the night, I watched him walk out of that bed. 35, 40-yard shot, I'd say. So, by. I know that you'd, you've been doing the run-and-gun thing kind of mm-hmm. last year, maybe the year before I get yep. lost in time. And I've seen like Snapchat, whatever, you take a lot of pictures. Yeah. Do you think, like, when you're saying you're two sticks high, you're, like, ten feet off the ground to your feet? Um, yeah, I mean, I actually know what you're referring to because there was a tree I found that ended up being being a great setup. And, yeah, it was, um, yeah, eight, nine foot off the ground to from my feet. And you haven't had issues with wind or big nanny does? I did, have, I did have a deer. I've had deer wind me out of that spot. But as far as seeing me, no. It's It's been it's been crazy how well it's worked for concealment nice um you know one day i was i was you know you probably heard other people talking about you know give the deer the wind and just be off of it to where you got to get them shot before and i think i told you this story last year carter but i i i'd set up i did that and i had a buck that had like a had like a crazy side with kind of like a double main beam thing going on a bunch of non-typical points and it was like October. It was one of them cold fronts in October last year. I feel like it was right in the middle of the lull, or, you know, what they call the lull, and he stepped oh, out. Oh, it was hot last year. It was hot. <laughs> and he come right out, you know, like an hour before dark, and he walked out, and um, I would have had, uh, I guess it would have been like a northeast wind that night, too. And uh, he come out, and that wind was, I was on like a point of a field, and when he come out, you know, he come from the north, headed down, kind of at an angle with that northeast wind like quartering into his nose and i literally clipped on the string ready to go and i was going to shoot one side of the tree and i'm like ah, it's going to be easier if i just shoot the left side of the tree um i was in the saddle and uh he come out and i i think i don't even remember i might have got drawn back on him and about the time i was drawn back he he must have caught my way he didn't see me i know he didn't see me because he didn't i mean when he run off he stopped at like 80 yards and he just kind of like looked back and he was kind of like searching you know but he didn't see me he was just he smelt me caught caught just a little whiff and boy he he whipped (laughs) he was gone you know so did you uh at least get to slip in there one time and put a camera up or something get it i did get a better look at what he is yeah yeah i did i did um you know i i don't know i'm not real good at field judging for pictures i'm gonna guess especially with velvet velvet, you know i did get one hard horned of him the other day but it's kind of dark, and I can't really, you know, he's kind of far away from the camera. You know, I'm going to guess he's my upper 50s deer, maybe low 60s. He's a beautiful buck. He's a mainframe nine-pointer. He's got a kicker on his left side. Uh, G2 makes him a 10. 
but he's he just framed out big that night he walked out at 120 yards when he stepped up out of that bed i don't know man you know when you see one with a big big you know wide winding rack you know it's just like my gosh i don't really care what he scores he's almost really good above <laughs> yeah. the fireplace you know yeah yeah you ever shot one on opening day before i have one yeah. other year yeah one other year that's pretty cool i I don't hear about many people shooting them on opening day, but it seems like a real special occasion when you do. I yeah. hope you do. I need a cameraman the rest of the year. It'd be a great season. Would, yeah. yeah, that would be you awesome. Shoot your that. Buck I would love day. that because that'd be my. I gotta hey, go. I, I gotta go film Casey Austin tomorrow. <laughs> if you need a guy, I know a guy. He did volunteer, but I'm like, man, I don't. I, don't, I understand. I the hate cautious. to waste somebody's time and the yeah and the just one person thing yep. too. You know, you eliminate a lot of that scent, a lot of that noise. If I fuck up, then uh, you're pissed at me, oh, yeah, lose the deer. But if you screw up, you know, that's on you. Exactly. <laughs> no, man, I do. I got that camera arm. I'm like, man, dude, how crazy would it be to get this thing a couple days before season and then shoot this buck, lay it down on camera? I've never shot a buck on camera. Well, I, I guess I had one of them phone-mounted things that year. I shot that yeah. one doe on camera. So here's the real question. If he comes in and you're trying to film and you can't get the shot on camera, you still taking him? You know what I said all year that I probably would take him. I don't know. I don't really know. I guess I just have to see how it plays out tomorrow. My mind today was going, you can get back on him. Yeah. I don't know if I can. <laughs> but, you know, my, my own cocky attitude, I guess, was going, you'll be fine. <laughs> that's like, you a, you know, like that's a, just a mental. Yeah. You have to decide that before you even go hunting. No. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I will tomorrow. I'm sure I'll be like, I'm sure when he steps out, I'll make a decision real fast. I'm sure when he steps <laughs> out, you're gonna Same start time. breathing. Same I don't time. care. I, about I've been that around Casey Cameron, Cameron when there's blood to be drawn, and uh, oh, this goat's boy. 400 yards away. I can kill him. Breathe. Boom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I breathe fast. That's what you need to understand. Well, you know, either way, I think it's gonna be a cool video whether it, the kills on camera or not you know as long as you do that deer some justice yeah. and smoke him oh yeah if we'll we, be happy to talk about it if we get him we're definitely gonna have a little you know some kind of video footage of him i got plenty of video clips on even on like uh, my trail cameras and stuff of him and i'm sure hopefully if he steps out i got enough time to get the camera on and get a little bit of pre-roll of him or something well now nick you're being awful quiet over there you you yeah. thinking about all the bucks you're gonna be chasing on opening day oh i I kind of got one picked out. Um, he's not a giant, but he's an older, older class buck, and he's he's pretty pretty nice deer still. Um, haven't really had much time to prep for season. I'd say you've probably been a little bit busier than so, the rest of us. So I I did get a few cameras out. And they were more in spots that I was kind of just getting them out, letting them soak. So I had four cameras out early. I checked two of them. And one of them was my cell cam. I was just going to go move it to another spot to let it soak. And I shut it off and moved it. Only, I only moved it probably 200 yards and went to turn it back on. And uh, the screen wouldn't come on. So I was kind of uh -oh. bumming, bumming there because I don't. I didn't want to go into this spot. That's why I was wanting to put my cell cam in there. And with that camera not coming back on, I uh, I just threw a threw a non-cell cam back in the spot. 
and it's like, well, I'll just let that camera soak, and I'll, I'll find the time, and I'll be able to slip in there and check it and see what's see what's happening there. But I got I threw another camera out where I was going to move that camera to, and it's a lot easier to access. Uh, I don't have to really disturb anything. I can just park, slip right in, check the car, and get out. So I had my cell cam with. I finally I sent it in, and a couple weeks later got it back. They had it fixed. So I stopped there and pulled that card on that camera I was able to just slip into and just kind of flip through a couple pictures on it and had pretty good buck on there. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put my cell camera here. So I put my cell camera where that camera was facing. I took that camera and just literally on the same, I got it, it's actually on a fence post. And I literally just faced it facing the opposite direction. So I got two cameras on the same fence post facing opposite directions and first night I put my cell cam out I got that it's a big nine pointer and I got him to he walked right by my camera the first night the camera's out and it seems like he comes by right after right after dark or right at dark about every three days and I got a picture of him three days ago and he's still full velvet Man. So I had big hopes. Oh. I uh, snuck in there Sunday. Didn't knew it was late, but there's no place to just hang and bang hunt there. So I, I did have to get in there and trim some some branches and uh kinda skeptical of that. I was like, Man, maybe I maybe I boogered him, maybe I didn't, I don't know. But that night, Sunday night, seven 7:50, right after, a little bit after dark, he walked down the same trail. didn't Didn't act like he was spooked or nothing. Just walked right there. And, and the cool thing about that picture is, is I can see my stand in the cool. background of that picture. So that's pretty cool. So I was hoping on getting in there uh, tomorrow, opening day. Are you gonna hunt him in the morning? Or you hit, uh, wait in the afternoon? Just, just evening. Yeah, I just kind of focus on evenings, early season. But unfortunately, I'm not gonna be able to hunt tomorrow. I got uh, got a wedding I'm in this weekend, and my fiance has to go get her hair taken care of. So I've got uh, got baby duty tomorrow night. Oh so, boy! So if the wind if the wind's all right, come uh, Thursday. Carter will babysit for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bring him over. Carter knows a lot about dogs. I know that. I bet he can kids. force that training. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping the wind's still still good for Thursday, and if it's good, I'm gonna try to slip in Thursday. And hopefully, I did notice when I was hanging my stand, there was uh, a lot of fresh acorns on the ground. So Ooh. maybe maybe he's staging up in that. He's bedded in a little draw. It's thick, but it's got corn on corn on the south and corn on the north of it, and then beans on east and west of it, and He's been coming out to the to the south side of it, going towards that bean field. So I said that's where I got my stand set up. That's just last year I was kind of set up in an observant stand about 400 yards away from there. And early season I was watching multiple bucks get up from about three quarters of the way up that draw, and they were walking that weed line down. And if that's the case, my stand's in the perfect spot. I got a not very high, but it's in a pin oak, lots of branches. So 
I just basically left all the branches I could and got up there and just cut me a little hole in there where I can shoot. So I got a great backdrop. I did cut one lane into the draw on those since I saw those acorns dropping in there. So maybe that's what maybe that's why he's not on my camera in shooting hours. Maybe he's just kind of staging up in there eating some acorns before he works out to the beans. So, have, you, have you guys observed a lot of acorns this year? I've noticed some uh, like big like pin oaks dropping some acorns here recently. Yeah. I got one in my yard, and it's it's really starting to drop here. Just with the, I'm guessing the wind here the last last three or four days have been pretty pretty strong yeah except for tomorrow of course yeah right yeah, nothing course. steady tomorrow <laughs> but yeah. i'm i'm hoping my my main goal i usually don't hunt much early season but since he's been so close to shooting time i was gonna try and he's still full velvet for one yeah, that would be so awesome. i'm trying to trying to sneak in there and hopefully either get a shot at him or observe him better on hoof and kind of tell what I would really want to do with him. Maybe a little, there find is. out a little observation shit if he doesn't yeah. make it to you in daylight. Yeah, I might have might have picked up his shed quail hunting last year in that draw. So he's a homebody. Because um, we picked up a, a nice five-point side in there. He's a nine-pointer. And I had two nine-pointers on camera, and it was the opposite side of that other nine-pointer. Mm. And I have not got that nine-pointer on camera this year that other one that i passed up last year either i haven't got him and then i had another big drop time buck in there that i haven't heard of anybody shooting and i haven't picked up any trail camera pics of him but that's also where i was wanting that other camera to soak so i may have him 400 yards away in that other draw yep he may just be holding tight in there so Oh, well, that's it's a pretty good, pretty good little spot for what it is, really. I'm excited for you, man. I, I I'm really eager to see what happens tomorrow. We got, you know, two two out of the four of us that are really on something. Unless unless you're not alluding to anything, Carter. No, when Nick was talking uh, about the pin oak, which I that's my best tree. I I mean every stand I have that's in a pin oak, I really love. Uh, and then observation. That's kind of I got a little. I don't know, wild hair Sunday. I've got all these stands I said I hung and food plots planted and all this. And then uh, Sunday I went and I know there's a field of beans that the deer just like to hammer. I walked through it and there was just mowed down beans everywhere. Uh, and in the evenings I see them out there pretty often. So I hung, I hung in a spot I think I can kind of pinpoint two different uh, like nooks and crannies to see where they're coming out at a little better. So maybe if I get a chance to hunt this week I'll get one i'm just doe hunting until the time gets right and then i'll <laughs> switch over to horns but uh if i can see better from that observation point i'm going to try to move in a little closer uh and see because i'm sure being that far out in a bean field they're not going to make it to me before dark but slip out of there when you see him know what he's doing where he's coming from yeah or just see where all the man there's a lot of does over there. i've seen 14 does in one field the other night so there's got to be a buck sometime and if he's not there now he will be eventually so. oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah he's gonna have a whole heyday yeah. come rut time yeah. all them ladies a, out there that's on a different property than here so i kind of okay. really i don't know i like to hunt that that property gets hammered pretty hard with gun hunters and i don't gun hunt it so that's my fill the freezer farm sure if you will uh but i've also sat over there and seen 
lot of good bucks. And then when gun season rolls around, I get a lot of pictures of dead bucks. So, oh, <laughs> I'd like to slip in there and hunt as much as I can. Uh, and that that is a farmer-owned property, and a farmer does not like deer. So that's one of them properties where. If you want to shoot ten does, go for it. Uh, if you want to shoot a hundred, you know, hundred inch buck, uh, go for it. So it's it's a free for all, and that's why gun season. I'm like, right, I need to get whatever I'm gonna do, get in there, get it, whatever I want done, and then I take all my stands and everything and roll out and and let the farmer and his buddies have permission on it or have fun on it. So. Austin, you uh, talking about your bucks back here? You know, I feel like in years past you haven't had as many bucks back here. You know, no, no. Uh, yeah. I just didn't know if that's going to play into like, are you going to plan to hunt back here more on early season, like, you know, yeah, September, like, October. If I keep getting plan? pictures uh, like that. Yeah. Uh, so I'll give up. I was going to give a timeline, but I don't, I'm not good at it. I'll just say I've been here three years. So I guess three years ago we had, um, I didn't really, I kind of named him Hightower. I've got both the sheds off that buck, you know, bought a new yeah. piece of ground all rammy jammy excited i put in my clover and that was about it back there really and that was a beautiful buck i think yeah. you, you he scored was, his sheds and you added in like a 16 spreadies and one upper 130s or something or? no it wasn't quite that big it he was wait. like i think he was like mid 120s almost 130 almost 130 for an eight point that's narrow and just straight yes. up and down i yeah. mean i think he's got like he had like six inch brows that first i mean he was when you seen him on camera and he just he was a you very, know he's a cool very staring cool me down yeah. uh that was over a salt lick back there and then i seen that buck me i i said okay i'm not gonna hunt the edge of my field because there's that draw and that buck came out and it was a circus one night there was doe after doe piled into my clover that i wasn't hunting on and then here he come out and for like 45 minutes man he chased does and chased does and he pushed a doe right underneath me and i'm like oh my god this is gonna happen and i know it was only 120 you know upper 120s deer but i'm like this is a buck on my farm man own, this own is property yeah. my own property i'm like man i'm gonna wrap my tag around this one and be excited and that sucker come in and looked where that doe went and then just said nope and went right back to chasing does in a clover and i had to call uh amy to come down i was like just drive to the field in the ranger because it was like an hour after dark and i'm in the tree and <laughs> and so finally we just kind of scared the damn deer off so i could get get out of the woods uh and did that and then the we found his sheds that year and the next year he came back and still that buck was on camera he came back and was even bigger and he split both brow tines and then i got a buddy that sells uh he started making his own mineral rack daddy minerals and i've been putting that out and i'm not i'm just a believer in whatever works for me works for me and i was like man i'll support you instead of buying from bass pro and like five different bucks showed up last year and i was like holy cow and but i also had beans i had more food going on too and that's kind of been my all summer uh feed them rack daddy minerals and then plant the beans and then the winter and it it has played uh went from a farm field that got harvested every year and in three years i really think like i've it's it's made a difference there's been a lot a lot more deer a lot you know more bucks showing up instead of chasing one buck now this year i've got three different ones that are back there that are that will all go over 130 so uh, and one's probably in that big 10 he's big yeah i named <laughs> him deer. i named him i don't know what the fuck i named him like i'm drawing a blank <laughs> <Bleep>. <laughs> yeah he's got split brows uh 
on that Big Ten, so I guess he's actually a 12. And then that one I sent, I think I sent it to, I probably didn't send it to you, Steven, because we're just now on Snapchat. Hot in terms. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> send in terms. But, man, Picture buck, terms. he came in, and I'm like, oh, there's a stick in the background because he's got, like, a unicorn. And then he's staring right at the camera, and he's got, like, a 10-inch dagger that just, like, oh, comes sweet. out. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's awesome. So, And he's been back there pretty you know off and on also that's awesome so, but mm-hmm. if you got any monsters hanging around you might want to get him out yeah yeah he that's hurt, gonna be put a hurting on somebody go stabbing he's in my opinion he's a monster too he's yeah. a yeah dang, oh. them between those two deer like i said i'm not good at field judging but i thought they were both i don't know well the, upper 40s low 50s that yeah. one might even go into the 60s that other that 12 pointer 70s I don't yeah. Know. yeah the split he's brow big. buck he's like, really big <laughs> that's on that brett wilkerson status there yeah. <laughs> that was a big boy but he'll uh, probably listen to this podcast too like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> little shout out yeah. but uh yeah that the one with the dagger the dagger's wild and cool but he's kind of weird because he goes straight up and then he's almost got like his tine length isn't really he's got that big giant main beam mm-hmm. uh, but I know a girl that huh, I think her grandma's farm is like two sections over and she shot a buck like that a couple three or four years ago just big massive heavy main beams and mm-hmm. then it was almost kind of like a, oh like caribou how they like palmate at yeah. the top but they don't really have tine length kind of same they almost look similar to each other that's cool uh, so we'll see but yeah I, I think that I, it sounds like you got a lot of options on your hands. It's almost going to be more of a problem deciding which yeah, one to we'll go after. We'll have the next podcast. And how's it going? You had, you had five bucks this summer. Yeah, they're all gone. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen a single one. Yeah. That's usually the way my season goes. I can't believe this is the first year ever I feel like that I've had a deer that's been so consistent. I felt like you got a, you got almost, a minimal chance. Yeah. Almost too season. good to be true. You know? Yeah, it is. It's like, man, I just, I'm probably. I'll probably drive to that spot tomorrow, and he'll be hit on the side of the road oh, in a car or something. I hope <laughs> you not. You know what I mean? I did just. I'm telling you, when that happens, I'll see y'all in November. It's <laughs> <laughs> early season hunting. <laughs> I did just the get the cat out of the bag about all the bucks I have here, but then, like, my parents' farm, with the last five years, we haven't shot hardly minimal deer. The neighbors don't really shoot too many. Uh, and it, like, the last five years, it turned into, well, he got a couple does and a four-pointer on camera. It was like... Big buck, big buck, big buck, big buck. And then we passed a ton of deer, like really nice bucks. This year hasn't been nothing on camera. So kind of weird that that farm had been Yeah, but I feel like that spot's always like that. That's more of a, more of a wooded area you know it's yeah. not you don't got it you don't got your camera set up on as many bean fields and that kind of yeah thing it's like. it's definitely not this an early season spot how many how many left have you got of those i got, I got plenty yeah pass one over oh, I think I got I when got the rut kicks in that spot yeah i see that oh yeah right behind you there steve i got some ranch waters in there if you like it if you like a little seltzer action oh, man. <laughs> I, had one of, I told Nikki I had one of them ranch waters in Texas when I was about 14 beers deep. I was like, this is good. So I bought some. I don't like seltzers, but yeah, I liked I it that, that night. <laughs> Dude, I like those things, man. Yeah. Ranch water. There's like a, a cocktail called ranch water. Or maybe that's what it is. I don't know. What are, what what all does it say is in it? Does it have a recipe? They make it's a couple lime, different. All natural lime juice. I think they make one that's jalapeno flavored or something. 80 you know? calories. When I went to visit Texas. DJ, they had yeah. he had like water, uh, I think it might have been lime, uh, tequila, and something else, and it was 
it was like a cocktail that they use. He's like, all the Mexicans drink it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know it's good, then. Oh, it's got to be good. <laughs> Fuckers work fast. It's good yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> And the viewers just. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Steven, what about you? You got a beat on anything? Well, you know, it's it always seems like this time of year, all my cameras are blank. You know, I'm getting a lot of does, a lot of squirrels, and I'll put out corn and mineral too. And every now and then, you'll get that velvet buck that comes through and. You get a little excited, but then you never see him again. So nothing really consistent. Um, I'm pretty excited about October, to be honest, because I think <laughs> when that fall shift happens, it'll be a little bit better for me, at least on the properties that I hunt. But tomorrow morning, uh, plan is kind of go in to a spot where I did have a buck frequenting. Uh, my plan is to try to, I don't really mind burning a spot early because it's september 15th i tr- i kind of treat it like a you get one time to mess up before the pre-rut and the rut and so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go in there hug tight to where i think he's gonna come come back to bed off this east northeast wind and he's either gonna show up or something's gonna show up because it's definitely a bedding area so you're going in the morning yeah i'm gonna go in the morning because afternoon i'm gonna take uh or i'm not gonna take i'm gonna go with matt my father-in-law he's oh, gonna yeah. i'm gonna film him hunting oh cool, cool. Yep. so we're gonna try to smack down a couple does in the afternoon but in the morning i might try to take a risk and see what happens you know yeah, yeah. i mean i went in blind my first six hunts last year and it worked out so uh hopefully you never know because you know you can you can look at your cameras all you want a lot of the times they're not picking up everything or they're not I've seen bucks walk past cameras while I was hunting, and then I go check the camera, and sure enough, not a picture. Yes. That is the thing, too, so Nick, you know, you were talking about getting that deer every three days. You know, don't ever, don't negate the fact that he may be working his way yeah. 10 yards out yeah. of the view Walking of that right camera, you know, because yeah. I've seen that so many times now. And that's what I, I, crazy. I've got that other camera facing the opposite direction, so if he actually walks the field edge around... That camera's going to get him. Where if he comes out of the draw, yeah. my cell cam's getting him. I like but, that so, idea, but yeah, I'm always I'm always tight with my cameras. Oh, I'm me like, too. I got to be in another area. I can't set two cameras here. We can't. I got to have them. I got to have one over here, like another 120, 200 yards. Away I always feel like I'm like wasting that. burning a camera if I do that. I but yeah. that situation mm-hmm. is like one of those perfect scenarios where you would do yeah. that. You're trying to really lock down on that deer. Yeah. One of the best deer hunts i've ever had me and my dad seen 52 deer which we hunt woods so there's not really like a specific spot but at a 52 deer opening day one deer walked in front of a camera and the woods were just you know blowing up with deer all weekend long we had one deer picture so was that 2018 or that would have 2019 was that the same oh, like deer 19. i see was that the same opening day i seen 50 something deer I think on my it was, spot yeah. we, we both had awesome days yeah i think it was really good but then luther was up north and he wasn't seeing anything yeah uh, but i think it was the same year we seen like a ton that was just i mean un, unreal for my parents house like it was yeah. if we see five six deer that you know come through okay cool but mm-hmm. that was wild yeah that was wild. Uh, yeah and pop should have <laughs> <laughs> Should have had a couple of hogs down that morning, but 
it didn't happen out. Steven, I like what you're saying too, you know, about like you're not scared to like burn a spot out, you know, tomorrow. Because that's kind of how I am about this spot tomorrow too, you know, like I'm, I'm not worried if I bump the deer. And like I said, it's a small wood draw or whatever. And what typically happens with them small wood draws is I don't see deer back in those until um, until like the middle to end of uh, November. And that's what I was saying earlier. I've had a lot of luck in them wood draws. When them, when them bucks push them does into, into like small little spots they always talk about when they get one, I've had really good luck at like the ends of wood draws, you know, where they just like kind of pewter out and stuff, you know. I've had a lot of luck like that. And I could see... I mean, I just got this property this year where I'm going tomorrow, so um, it's actually separated by one other property to another piece that I have to hunt. So I've always seen deer kind of going into this wood draw, but I was never able to hunt it. Now I can actually hunt the end of it, the south end of it, um, which is cool. But um, I found a lot of sheds, too, in the ends of wood draw. You guys ever have that? You guys yeah, see that? I have, a lot? Oh, yeah. You know, one I of found my best a lot of that, you like know? That. And I, I watch, I've watched, you know, over the years, I've watched a lot of bucks push, uh, you know, doe, bucks push does into like little small patches of woods in the middle of fields. I've actually got one on uh, one of my leases. Um, and I've seen a buck and a doe inside of that thing before together, you know, in the middle of November, into November. So, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not too worried about it either. You know, I'm kind of like, get in there while he's there. And then, because I, I feel like a lot of those deer in October, they go into the bigger woods anyway. They don't hang out in those wood draws as much. And then, you know, kind of come November, you might have some more action back in them. Yeah, I mean, my thought is is that if I'm burning a buck uh, in the early season, the chances of him being there in late October and November when it's really on, it's probably going to be – a buck's going to be bedding there, but it might not be the same one. So he doesn't even know any different mm-hmm. that I've been there or not. Yeah. That's kind of the way I think. It probably doesn't work out all the time, and I wouldn't recommend everybody just going in and yeah. hammering out all their good spots early season and burning them up. But yeah, this is the a deer there. I mean. Well, just just kind of an example. The spot I'm going to tomorrow. Uh, I had I got married on September 18th last year, so I was tied up, not hunting uh, early season right there at the beginning, and a really really nice buck that uh, that I was looking at trying to kill early season got hit by a vehicle oh nice 145 inch joking about that earlier i hope that does not happen to me and so uh (laughs) i'm gonna see if uh another nice buck is bedding in that area and see if he if he's working that same way now i didn't have a beat on what winds he was moving in that bedding area but you never know Yeah. yeah you know the thing too with like early season my strategy is hunt the beans now and go in there and shoot the does or if a buck's hitting the beans because here in a few weeks the beans are turning brown and those deer are not going to be back until january you know they don't eat brown beans until they need to so if you got green beans hunt the heck out of them because they're only green for so long yep that's Uh, so one side of it's real green they got uh so a lot of farmers this year had to replant yeah and uh these particular farmers had to plant soybeans late and then on the other side is corn, which I think also had to be replanted, but it's doing really fantastic. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be in between a draw that's on both of those. So hopefully it works out. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of corn or and replanting, have you guys ever hunted, like, one particular year I, I set up a stand and the corn either didn't grow or they messed up planting or something, but it made, like, just a hole in the cornfield? Uh, and those the deer would never 
typically you drive by a cornfield and it's like the edges are ate up and then the inner you know farther in the corn's fine but this one was like like a pond look you know there was a hole of corn and those the deer that year i could see them they weren't close enough to hunt but i could see out there they would stay in the corn and they would go into there like it was the opening and then they ate from the inside of that ring and then as the year went on they would eat more and more and more going up the outside so they're bedding in the corn kind of working their way yeah, out yeah and i wasn't i mean i was in a in a fence row that i would they typically bed in but they weren't they never walked the fence row like they typically do in early season they would go into that green corn they would just eat it from the inside there and i think it was just a security thing but i always thought man if you could plant corn and after seeing that and leave instead of mowing it down or leaving edges on the strip just mow up or a piece down in the middle and just make them feel secure in there but i'd never haven't seen that anymore just because typically there's a hole but i don't know if anybody else has seen anything like that or i've seen some like bare spots that got flooded out that ended up growing up in like foxtail and stuff and it seemed like the deer and stuff would kind of concentrate would around, stay in those areas kind of mm-hmm. concentrate around yeah. that foxtail so grown up a little thicker i don't know if that feels a little more comfortable in that or something yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I've seen that as well. More of what Nick's saying. Not really more of it being uh, eaten around in a circle. But that's something I'll definitely be looking at now from now yeah, on. It just kind of, well, I don't know, I thought it was interesting. Oh, it There's is. There's a bare <laughs> hole in a cornfield, and the deer seem to want to be in there versus the field edges. So Yeah, that's that's one thing I don't like about the early season is the fact that there's miles and miles of corn around and you're just thinking all oh, this bucks in this block of timber chances are he's yeah. probably somewhere in the midst of that corn just eating yep. hanging out not a worry in the world mm-hmm. i mean it it differs from area to area but i've seen on them heartland hard. uh bow hunter videos a lot of times them guys go in there and like mow inside of the corn you know just like kind of what you're talking about they yeah. brush hog the inside of it and then set up a blind Man, them guys hammer deer on that setup. It seems like every year on their videos, somebody's killing one out of a grind blind, shoved back in the corn rows a few, but r- looking right over what they brush hogged in the center yeah, of like their corn. That's field, what I'm thinking. You know? it's, I don't know. There's yeah, probably I know, something I know to a it. guy that uh, has kind of done something like that this year. <laughs> Snuck a portable redneck in there and kind of cleared out a big spot in his. He's got standing corn and beans in there, and he went in and cleared a spot, knocked out a bunch of that corn around that redneck. Oh, that's cool. Kind of like so, uh, I think that's going to pan out. That's cool. Yeah. So it, it, it looks like a killer nice setup. Access. Yeah. So. Using the corn as access, I guess, out yeah, to beans? Yeah, he's using the corn as access, and he, Wait, I've seen he's that got too, a, I think. basically a brush hog trail into the redneck through yeah. the cornfield. That's too. deadly. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that, that is exciting. deadly. Yeah. That, uh, that would not surprise me if something big comes out of that. He also ha- has <laughs> you know, that mixed plot. Did you go see that stand? No, he's got he's got a lot of stuff. And well, the way you were... <laughs> he's got like I will get, like they talk about the juries being the architect of food plot stand set up. I got an education when I went to tour that farm. I yeah, was, yeah. That well, was pretty impressive. Before, before I, I literally pulled in my driveway tonight and I got a phone call from him and he was like. Hey man, what are you doing? Are you home? I'm like, yeah, I literally just walked inside. He's like, got the lawnmower stuck. I was like, it hasn't rained for how long? How'd you get your lawnmower stuck? High centered on corn. He got stubble. no, he got it high centered in the ditch, driving back to mow oh. his clover plot with his lawnmower. lawnmower. And oh, yeah. a little bit later, he texted me. He's like, hey, I, I'm 
mowed some of my corn down too. <laughs> Might be able to go dove hunting in a week. There you go. <laughs> this same guy that you talk about found a scrape today yep. already. Yep. Oh, wild, and I, wild, you know was... everything I've I've never found a scrape in September. I don't wild. know if I just don't penetrate my woods enough or what, but yeah. everything I hear from other people that are more aggressive is if you find one in September, you should hunt it. Yeah. See, that's I don't know how much truth there is to that. That's like I said, 100%. Like, you know, I can't elaborate. Where I got this, never done it. Where I got right. this buck, I'm kind of focused on early season, where I was putting that camera to soak. All like July, there was like scrapes around this little island of trees out there. Oh my goodness! But I was also on my salt lake there. I was getting 20 different bucks on camera there last Jesus. year, and I've got I've got one little six pointer all all summer long on that. So I've got that camera over there where all those scrapes were soaking so i'm hoping huh. it'll eventually heat up but yeah. yeah literally i'm 300 yards away from it in the other draw where i didn't see a whole lot of deer sign last year and that's where they're all at this year but there's also corn on the north and south side of that yeah other yeah draw. crops so, change so so i i don't know yeah well i i got a feeling this this secret guy that we're mentioning He's gonna be on the episode. He's gonna be on the podcast pretty soon. Yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll be on. I'm, I'm gonna force him. You know, he he keeps being reluctant. Yeah, I got him on last year, and you guys can figure out who he is. But uh, yeah. he he's for early season big bucks. He's money. Yeah, yeah. He, he, and he does it in a really cool fashion. At least every story I hear. Oh, it's yeah. if you've ever hunted with him, you're just like how, why, <laughs> and roll your eyes and step back and he's usually got usually comes out good in the end did you uh carter did you uh kind of emulate your food plots off based off what he was doing um no but i'll probably start uh <laughs> well uh so our private land manager uh for the county is is really good that's that niche of group guys i talked to him some more kind of be going into this season on how to do more habitat on the property versus food on the property. Mm-hmm. So I that's kind of what I emulated off of, was give them somewhere to live with some food uh, or plant something that they'll eat and bed in is kind of my strategy. And then uh, I think the juries talk about it a lot. Like if you have to walk through your food plot to get to your stand, you're, you're messing up. You need to be uh, hunting the edges and then have your food in the interior. So that's kind of what I went off of. Uh, and if we did a little tour like I wanted to, I could have laid it out uh that's that was my layout because um, I've got other stands that you have to mainly for the wind or lack of trees because we have a lot of draws around here you got to walk through where your deer are or you're picturing your deer coming from and then it just makes sense to hunt kind of set it up but yeah I'll be curious to see what it looks like I mean obviously now that it's game time we might wait till yeah. the end of the season to take a yeah, look it's but it's in the backyard we can heck yeah slip in yeah we'll have to but uh, I do like I did the mixed plantings this year, and I really like that. And then when I seen his mixed plantings, too, I was like, okay, I, we're on the same page. Uh, and he's got a lot more years of, of food plotting. And the last couple of years, we've been talking and bouncing ideas off each other, um, too. And, and having Brady being the guru of man, land management, our, the property up north is really what we used to do five years ago to where we do now. I feel like it's just way better food set up. Uh, and all that stuff. So, cool, cool. Before we wrap this up, though, I want to do a little roundtable, um, telling, telling the listeners what our goals are when it comes to the whitetails for the 2021 fall. 
So Nick, we'll start with you. What what's your goals? And you can you can holler out, you know, scores, points, the deer's weight. What 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 are your goals this season? I have the same goal every every year here. It's I just want to kill. I don't care what his rack is. I just want to shoot a old mature buck. Um, last couple of years, I haven't shot the biggest racked bucks, but they've all been mature, and that's just satisfying for me. Uh, knowing that I fooled that old mature buck, whether, like I say, it doesn't. Their brain doesn't change for the size of the rack they got. It's the maturity of the deer. So that, yeah. that's my goal every year is to shoot a mature shoot a mature buck uh frankly if a 160 inch three-year-old walks by (laughs) yeah sorry i'm gonna gonna shoot him uh because i mean i i do like like the big racks but i i really like shooting a mature buck uh and a lot of times those older ones kind of have a little bit more history with frankly this year i really don't have any history with any deer uh i was chasing one the last couple years and my future brother-in-law shot it last year. He wasn't a giant buck, but he was old. Uh, so I at least got at least got to see him and put my hands on him and everything. But for this year, just try to hopefully pick up something that looks looks pretty old, like this early season buck. I'm no history with really, other than maybe I picked up that shed quail hunt last year. He just body-wise versus the other bucks. I've got three other bucks that I'm getting on camera with him that are decent racked bucks. But body size is just not not comparable. Complete difference. So, yeah, and I kind of picked up a couple new spots to hunt this year. Uh, haven't scouted them. Don't need to. I can see them from driving by. Uh, there, uh, last year I saw two different bucks. One opening morning of rifle season going out hunting. So I'm in the dark with the doe in the road. And he was a very unique racked buck. Had a couple drop tines. Uh, would have heard if he got killed from his location. So kind of also looking pretty forward to getting into that spot. And I'm not going to hunt it until the rut. Not not even going to put a stand, not camera, nothing. No, no scout, nothing. Uh, it's a small little spot. Time's right. Go in there, hunt it with the right wind and everything. Yeah, I think that'll work out. And then the other other buck I saw literally right right where I can hunt. Like the other one was a couple hundred yards away, just on the other side of the draw. But this one was right there, and he was a nice nice ten pointer. And that was on my way home from hunting later in the e- season in the evening. So yeah, I just my main goal is to shoot a mature buck. Oh yeah, I think that's a good goal. Yeah, what about you, Carter? Um. I got a couple different goals. It depends on what farm I'm hunting, uh, what's going on. But I just really want to have, just want to have fun this season. I feel like I've put a lot of like pressure on like, oh, I need a big, a certain inch deer in years past. Um, so if I get a chance at, like Nick said, a mature buck out here, I've, of course I said I've got three big ones, but I've also got a lot of little bucks too. So if I get a mature deer off uh, this property is the main thing. I think it'd be really cool to the first deer you kill on the property obviously to be a big deer a big horned buck but just to be like a, a buck either i've got trail camera pictures with or some kind of history on this farm um, and then when we hunt 
uh, up north with Brady and Dakota and Luther, all those group of guys I hunt with. Uh, we finally got stand locations up there now. We hung a couple doubles, so to shoot a double with one of those guys would be really cool. Um, those are kind of the two big things. I dig it. So I like it. I just like it. have some fun and, and go back to just enjoying killing shit with a bow. Casey, I'm going to skip you because uh, cause I'm going to feed off him a little bit. All right, go for it. So this year, um, what I do on a normal year is I, for bow hunting is I try to kill a buck bigger than the one I did last year. My my last year's goal was to shoot a 140-inch buck with my bow. Yeah. I shot a 139-inch buck. It, was a it happens. It happens. <laughs> but I'm counting. <laughs> yeah. This year, I'm going to try to go a little bigger and uh, try to go 145, 150 with the bow. But with that being said, I also own a piece. It's a small piece, about 18 acres. And uh, if I get a 130-inch buck or bigger to walk out, on that piece which is doable the only reason i haven't shot a buck on that piece is because i've killed too early yeah <laughs> and other places good problem to have your yeah wife yeah got a good deer off there last year right what's that your wife got one off your house property right no <laughs> but it was very close oh okay so very I, close. I, I thought she i thought that was off your all's farm there last year no no it was a good it was a good deer and it was very very close okay. but it wasn't technically on the piece yeah we can count it <laughs> i mean i got pictures of him all year long knew where he was lucky we gal him where he was <laughs> she likes to do that to me you know shoot the big shoot the big ones on opening day about 15 minutes into the set yeah. but yeah that's my goals this year is it shoot 145 150 inch buck somewhere else and then if the opportunity presents itself for 130 inch buck or bigger on the property i'm gonna take it no yeah. no doubt about it i and it sounds like I'm all about the inches game, but that's just how I kind of think about deer, you know. I mean, obviously, body size and age help, but yeah. I notice a lot of the times, the bigger the racks, a lot of the times they're older, you know. Yeah. So The chances of killing a 130-inch two-year-old are pretty slim. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're probably going to get a mature deer if you're over that inch mark. So. It's not all about the inches for me, but uh, it's how I kind of measure you know um how my goals for the season so casey take it away what are your goals um they're probably way too big but (laughs) (laughs) 160 inch velvet opening day no he shot the drunk by noon yeah yeah yeah, exactly yeah shoot opening day buck call me up i'll be ready to track Uh, no, I don't, you know, I got some big goals, but I think it's because I got a lot of big deer. Um, some of them I don't have pictures of, but I found sheds of and, um, from the year, from last year and stuff. And, um, as long as they haven't died of some kind of crazy, I've seen a few deer dead of EHD this year, not many, but a couple and, you know, haven't got hit by a car or something. You know, I really, I got a goal this year. I want to kill two bucks and I'd like them both to total at least 300 inches together. That's a big goal. Um, you know, I don't know that I'm going to reach it, but, you know, that's um, what I've got my sights set on right now. Um, another thing is I've in, I've entered three big buck competitions. <laughs> I've been putting some cash on the line, I guess, confident in myself. Um, I'd like to win all three of those. That'd be pretty awesome. don't know if that's going to happen because... Bring it on, dude. Around. Those are pretty big goals. <laughs> hey, I'm in one of those, so... You are in Good one luck. of those. Yeah. You are, you're, yeah. I'm, in one, on. I'm in one that is uh, also, you know, it's bow and gun. 
So, you know, that's a... Put myself at a disadvantage there, but that's all right. You haven't picked up a gun for a few years, have you? I picked one up last year. Did you? I did. I hunted with a gun last year. Um, won't be this year. You know, I, I, and I hate to say this, but this is truthful. Um, you know, I shot that. I shot a buck last year with my gun, and um, you know, I just didn't feel the excitement. I was disappointed. I, he was an older buck. I was, I was, I was happy to take him. You know, he's awesome. But um, what I felt personally, I was like, you know, this just doesn't do it for me as much anymore um and i i went away from it for a few years and then did it last year thinking it might be different but it's not so i'll be only bow this year bought all my tags today so that's another thing too i'd like to um, buy my tags (laughs) i'd like to kill i killed six white tails last year i'd like to kill six white tails this year so you know kill a few does off each farm or you know whatever and couple bucks that would be an awesome season um like i said i've got some big deer on camera this year i i can't have that goal every year on my farms that i hunt because i don't have the deer that caliber but this is one of those very special years i feel like for whatever reason on my farms i've got some really big deer so well, I, I think, think it's definitely possible i think 2021 fall is going to be a special season for the 573 and i think for a lot of folks it's going to be a good year uh it just seems like it's just got that vibe i don't know it might be the opening day eve vibes that i'm getting but no i'm i'm very excited i'm excited guys and uh i couldn't ask for a better better podcast to get me going right <laughs> before we go out and hunt but uh i've been kind of quiet on this podcast just so all the you? listeners know no. i'm fucking jacked like i like i would wait for this moment in time every year i mean usually i'm looking yeah. forward to elk i didn't do that this year out west but my gosh i am sucked in since i did not go out west it's like white Man. tails opening day boom i gotta be there the I'm fact excited. Yeah, you brought that up this is the first year us three haven't gone out west in several years yeah. and every year i would get home and hunt like you know the later part of september pull a camera card uh, in one pr- spot particularly uh there's no i haven't had anything on camera there this year but I would pull the card, climb in the stand, and like the week that we were out west, there would be bucks there over beans. And I'm right. like, man, <laughs> I need to be a week loose. So this year I'm kind of, you know, I am excited to, yeah. uh, We I haven't hunted opening weekend in in several years now. So uh, it'll be kind of interesting to see. It I might turn out to be a banger and we're we're all twiddling our thumbs in october uh <laughs> well but just having just yeah. having a fa- having a <laughs> family and stuff you know like if we're going out west i'm like all right i just need to spend this time with the family yeah because i'm gonna i'm gonna be gone for you know this amount of days i'm not gonna be it's not like whitetail hunt where i come home in the evenings i can help out it's like yeah. i'm gone mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know you try i try to pitch in a little bit extra then so this year it's all about this white year tails. is all about whitetails i'm i am ready man i'm ready so kind of to bounce some things around, uh, you, you guys brought up a good point that I forgot to mention. Uh, if I do kill early, I'm heading to Nebraska where I turkey hunted this year. A lot of good a lot of good deer sign. I think I can get it done. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching the hunting public or not, uh, yep. if you guys watch oh, those I videos. Up, I watch every video. Yeah. I They're awesome. They're fun to watch, yeah. man. Yeah, I like those guys. They do a really good Before job. Before you get on that, guys, did you go to Kentucky? No, I you didn't. mentioned it in a YouTube video or a podcast had, you were talking about. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I was gonna go. I had a few days off and I opted out. Some things came up. You know, I we could you. talk about that off air. But I yeah, uh, this, you know, this fall if I get it done early, 
I'm heading to Nebraska. I've got a really, really great spot that uh, overlooks a river, and we saw a load of deer in the spring. I don't know if it'll translate to the fall, but I've got a pretty good feeling that I could really put a spot and stalk on one of them whitetails. That'd be awesome. Oh, it would That'd be. be all, do whitetail drone style. That, I Heck love that yeah, man. I don't awesome. know how much footage I'd get awesome. of that, but uh, I definitely, definitely want to go do that. And then I'm heading to Arkansas sometime right before gun season here in Missouri. Uh, a couple of guys I met during, during turkey season were from Arkansas. We brought them up here. They hammered the turkeys. Yeah. They invited us down. We're going to hammer the whitetails. So go. that's the plan. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And Arkansas's got a good deal, man. Like a... Uh, 253 hundred bucks, you get like six deer tags or something, if I remember right. I'm not really sure how many deer tags you get. It's $350, for a, but like you, get your, license, turkey, you, you get, get your turkey tags for spring, too. Yeah, you get everything. Yeah. That's, that's a cool setup. I like that, you know. Yeah. I got a buddy that's going down there for bear, and, uh, you know, he's going bear hunting. He actually just went down there scouting uh, last week. He said he walked like, I don't know, like 20 miles total over the weekend. He said he seen one pile of bear poop and you know a couple he's like it's gonna be a tough hunt I'm that's like, yeah, it's tough that's terrain the, those are the good ones mm. <laughs> yep. be exciting if you get it done man yep it's like hunting out west except for whitetails yeah. you know yeah. that terrain is rough yeah, southern missouri and northern arkansas have yeah. some hills and hollers and it it'll give uh you're not at the elevation you the, the mountains in, are you're but gonna be in north arkansas man it'll be rough no no actually we're gonna be closer to well, they haven't decided yet where we're going, but it's it's seeming more like uh, s- southwestern Arkansas. Yeah. We got some cousin-in-laws from, from northern Arkansas, and they love coming up here for the turkey hunting. Yeah, well, just, I've heard Arkansas's population is not that great. It's been so, tough. Yeah, which Missouri's getting tougher, but um, I, had, I had a picture the other day. Um, I shared it on Snapchat or something, but... I don't know. There's probably 20 turkeys. I know where I'm hunting this year. Yeah. I'm hunting in Carter's yard. (laughs) There you go. You got three nice gobblers. Yeah, I got uh, some guided hunts coming up this spring, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Rough season. A third weekend, I might have some takers. Except they were drinking motor oil. Yeah, it might be done by spring. (laughs) Well, guys, uh, this was a fun one. I can't wait to do more just like this one. And uh, good luck tomorrow. Mm Mm-hmm. You all too, man. If you all get out. Yeah, Casey, get out there. Kill that sucker. We yeah, want, man, we want to see a big so. buck dead early I season. hope so. As yes, much as I really don't want you to win that pot, it would be cool for <laughs> yeah, you to get cool. it. <laughs> cool. Which pot? Which one? The one that I'm <laughs> in with you. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, if you made it this far listening to our rambling and bullshitting, we, we definitely appreciate it, and we'll see you on the next one.